in Seattle. Seattle. You need to buy yourself a home. We'll be right there for you. Because we're the realtors that you can trust. So go to RodandGunsitDown.com. Don't go anywhere unless you want to. It's the Ron and Don Show, starring Ron and Don, and sometimes me, at ronanddon.com. Hey, you guys, what's going on? Welcome to episode 644 now of the Ron and Don Show, and we are live in the Les Schwab studio. What is up, Ron and Don Nation? Hey, coming up on the Ron and Don Show, Amazon has done it. They've mandated that you now must come back to work, and if you don't do it at least three days, they're going to go, ha, we'll tell you what the ha is in just a moment. Also, we got to find out, uh, this is kind of interesting, your biological age. Is it something you should be concerned about? Uh, could you go get a test and do that? I have a friend that just did that, and there's a specific reason why. Before we get to that, though, let's get to this. Uh, Ron, myself, and our friend Scotty, we always kind of do a thing. If we see a podcast, we're reading a book, or we see a good article, we'll send it to each other. Oftentimes, we'll read it, and then and then we'll comment on that. So uh, it, it's, it's interesting because I find that Ron's curiosity sometimes is not my curiosity, but he'll expose me to something like a podcast that maybe I haven't listened to before. And you did that a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Paul McCartney had sat down and talked about why he had written over 150 songs. He did these interviews that created a book. Now the book is a podcast. Now I'm listening to that podcast and I can't get enough of it. It's really, really amazing. So any, any books, Podcasts that you want to share with me, Scotty, or uh, everyone in the Ron and Don Nation right now? Yeah, I have a bunch of stuff I've been into lately. So uh, the the Beatles, who you may have heard of, I've heard. Uh, of. We just heard of Paul McCartney. They just released the last Beatles song, and so this is really interesting. If you go to the Beatles YouTube page and watch the last couple videos, what had happened was. Um, Yoko Ono had found, this is going back years, had found some demo tapes of John playing piano and playing guitar. And so, uh, and he would sing into like a little, it wasn't a cassette recorder, but a little bit, one step above a cassette recorder, a home demo system for uh, John Lennon back in the day. So she gave these to, to the guys. And so if you remember back in the 90s, they released a couple songs. Um, and they released two songs back then. And there was this third song that they couldn't crack it. And so when George Harrison was still alive, he died in 2001. So in the late 90s, you had uh, George Martin and Giles Martin. So you need to remember those characters. George Martin was their longtime producer. Giles was his son. And there's a side story that as George Martin's hearing, he was losing his hearing. And he didn't want anyone to know mm. because he was this world-famous producer. So he told his son, Giles, he's like, you need to be my ears. And so he, as a, as a very young man, he brought Giles into the family business and Giles became his dad's ears. It's a really cool story. Mm. So you have George and Giles. And so they have this final song and they're trying to produce it. And so, um, Paul played some stuff, Ringo played some stuff. And then, um, George Harrison had played a few things on this track and they just couldn't, what was happening is, is John's voice, uh, he'd be singing and then the piano would be too loud and it would drown out the voice and it just wasn't up to their standards. So they shelved it. They put it on the shelf, released the other two songs 
and then moved on. And so recently we had that Get Back movie. George Martin had died. Uh, George Harrison had died. And so the last two remaining Beatles and then the estates, uh, Danny Harrison and uh, Yoko Ono and Sean Lennon, uh, they had all said, yeah, you can do this movie. And so they hired Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson, of course, did Lord of the Rings and it developed a lot of digital technology to, to film those epic scenes in Lord of the Rings. So Giles gets together with, um, with Peter Jackson and he's like, we need, Peter Jackson is like, I wish we could remix these songs. And so Giles and Peter said, yeah, I'm like, it's weird. Cause we're, you know, we're looking at this film and it's just all kind of on two tracks or one track. And so, uh, Peter goes to his Weta studio. Uh, they did all the special effects for Lord of the Rings and they're like, Hey guys, see if you can figure this out. So using machine learning, which is sort of the precursor to AI, they developed this software to unmix a mixed audio track. And so they, for the movie that came out, Get Back, they could do fresh mixes of the stuff happening in the studio. So when you saw Paul in the background writing Let It Be, they were able to, to strip out the conversations and things using this AI, uh, you know, machine learning software and do a new mix. And so after they did the movie, and I don't know if you've watched it, it was really great. They then, Paul and Ringo said to Joe Giles, you think we could go back and do that final Beatles song, Now and Then? And so they have a video on how this happened. So they said, well, let me take a look at it. So they got the tape from Yoko, put it through this software that Weta made with Peter Jackson, and they were able to isolate John's vocal from the piano. Almost like they'd done a fresh recording. So they went back in, and so they had the stuff that that uh, that George did back in the 90s on a different track. Ringo came back in and did his part. Paul played the piano, and then he thought, I, I want to do a slide part in tribute to the way I think that George would have done a slide guitar part. And then they brought in some string players and mm. did it. So the song just came out today. Wow. So if you go out, it's the final... Beatles song. Can't wait. Uh, there's nothing else left. It's called Now and Then. It's not the greatest Beatles song ever, but you see when when John's voice comes in, crisp and recognizable, it is kind of emotional to hear him singing. It's a kind of a melancholy John Lennon song about Now and Then, and he, you can tell he was feeling nostalgic hmm. when he wrote this song. So that's my... There's three videos uh, that they release going up to the release of the song. Mm. So go back and watch the one where they explain it first, then the interim one, and then the song release. So that one's very, very cool. Uh, and I have a, a book and a podcast, but do you want to go go next? Yeah, real quick. Um, I've been reading a book called The League. I've been very interested. Um not just about the way that the NFL was built, but how the NFL initially celebrated African-American players. Uh, and in fact, they were the first league out there that allowed blacks to play with white players in 1920. And George Hallis, who owned the Bears at the time, and the Hallis family still owns the Bears, they were a big part of that. But then something happened, and the league talks about that, where they did what Major League Baseball did and the next thing you know, African-Americans were no longer invited or allowed to play in the National Football League, which I didn't know. I thought the NFL had always been inclusive. 
and it hasn't been. That's why someone like Al Davis, when you think about what he did in the 60s, he was a coach with the Chargers. He spent hundreds of dollars, uh, not thousands, but hundreds of dollars uh, to help buy the team, his slice of the Raiders when he became the owner and then the majority owner there. But think about what he did when he hired Jim Plunkett to be his quarterback, who is Native American, right? Or you think about hiring Tom Flores to be your coach. Uh, who was he? Hispanic and Native American. And he still is Hispanic. Is he still alive today? Yeah, I think Tom Flores is still. Oh, alive. I didn't know that. So you think about that young, the youngest coach ever when uh, he went out and hired John Madden. When he went out and hired Amy Trask, who was the first woman to be a GM in the National Football League. So, so really, what he did and owners like George Hallis did for the Black and Brown community is really amazing. And a lot of times, Al Davis is diminished because people just think he's crazy. Speaking of that, it's been fun to go back and look at 30 for 30s. We watched one about Al Davis and Pete Rozelle the other day. My son and I did. And then we also watched one on the 85 Bears, which is real incredible. Uh, do you kind of know the backstory on the on the 30 for 30s and why those were created? Yeah, it was leading up to the millennium, wasn't it? They, mm-hmm. they hired 30 filmmakers and it was such a success. I, th- I believe that, that uh, Bill Simmons was an executive producer back then. That sort of launched him into his media empire now. And then they had such success, they just kept going. Yeah. So, and they made a deal with 30 different filmmakers. You can tell these sports stories and they're really not about sports. And you can tell those stories any way that you want to. So the one where they, where they talk about Pete Rozelle and Al Davis on that 30 for 30, they actually bring those guys back to life. And you're talking to current versions of them, even though they passed away compared to the 85 bears where buddy Ryan now, who is the defensive coordinator is in a wheelchair at his horse farm. They're interviewing all the bears. This is when Mike Dicka, who I think is 85 now was probably a little more coherent it's very, very interesting how that team did not love Mike Ditka. None of them did. They carried him off the field because they felt like they had to. But the but the coach they really love was Buddy Ryan. So anyway, it's been fun for so me. The, the book is called The League. Yeah, the book is called The League, and it's fun to. It has been fun to go back and watch some of the thirty for thirties. These are really great young filmmakers uh, telling fantastic stories that involve sports, but it's really not about sports. It's about the human condition. And then. Uh, Finally, I'll just give you a podcast that I'm finding interesting. It's called Judging Sam. It's Michael Lewis doing a podcast about the trial of Sam Bankman Freed. Yeah. Uh, and so, because he just finished the book, Going Infinite. So he's on the book tour and he hired a court re- uh, reporter to go in and report on the trial as it's happening. And then he compares and people are reading his book, bringing his book to the courtroom <laughs> to compare and contrast what he wrote yeah. and whether or not it matches what happens on the stand. And then Michael Lewis will comment after reading the transcript from the judge of what happened. So it's happening in real time. We're in week three going into week four. The judge put a a week pause on the case because he has a conference that he already paid for. So he's going to his judge's conference. Then everybody just has to stop for a week. Then they're going to come back and they believe that uh, Sam is going to take the stand. So it's almost a daily update. It's called Judging Sam. uh, And it's uh, produced by Michael Lewis, who wrote the book. He also wrote... The Blind Side. He wrote Moneyball. He wrote all of those books. Uh, so he, he's a really intriguing uh, character as, as that goes along. Yeah, love it. Longevity, your biological age. Uh, is that an important number? Let's talk about it next. 
Hey, you guys, I've been telling you about this for probably a decade and a half. It's Les Schwab's free pre-trip safety check. It includes really a long list of visual inspections. So if you're going to be driving around this summer, like I'm going to be doing G-Force and Charlie, stop by a Les Schwab tire center. They'll throw your rig up on the rack, and they're going to check out your vehicle. They're going to give you their very best, honest opinion and advice on all your options if there's issues. If they're not, here's the cool thing. They're just going to send you on your way free of charge. The other guys, typically, well, they charge a couple hundred dollars to look at a rig, not at Les Schwab. So schedule your appointment today at LesSchwab.com. You can stop by any location. That's Les Schwab, where they've been doing the right thing since when, let's say it together, 1952. You guys running down here, running down real estate. Just want to emphasize to you, we have a lot of great realtor friends that just specialize in a neighborhood. So for a lot of my friends that work here in Queen Anne, if you're in Bothell, uh, they punt on that and they say, we're not the realtor for you. Or if you're down in Tacoma, they're like, yeah, we can't help. We don't drive to Tacoma. Ron and I drive to Tacoma. We drive to Bothell. In fact, I'm about to drive to Bothell right now. Ron, why do we drive to Tacoma and why do we drive to Bothell? It's Bottom line is because that's where the Ron and Don Nation lives, right? Yeah, that's right. We, uh, of course, on the radio for for many, many years. And so we want to go to where you are. It's a philosophy. We we said we're going to meet you where you're at, whether that's geographically, even in your life phase of where you're at. Let's say you've just had a parent uh, that went into assisted living or passed away. That is where you're at. So we're going to meet you right there, put together a custom game plan for you to get you the best result we possibly can. And I got to say, we've been getting some really good results for people in the Ron and Don Nation this year and every single year we've been doing real estate. It starts with a sit down uh, that's a Zoom call that we're going to do with you to make sure we're a good team and then we're all aligned in the same direction. You go to ronanddonsitdown.com. That's ronanddonsitdown.com. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Ron and Don Show. It's interesting. I was having lunch with a friend of mine the other day. We're about the same age. He had just come from the doctor, and I said, what are you doing at the doctor? And he told me about all these tests, and I said, is something wrong? He goes, no, you know what? I'm, I'm like you, though. I'm an older dad, and I just want to know what some of the markers are. So, for instance, he took the test for Alzheimer's, and he, and he found out he doesn't have a marker for that, right? But he does have Alzheimer's in his family, so that's why he's interested in knowing that's a relief. About it. Yeah. Uh, and then there's some other tests out there where you can take markers and kind of understand, because at some point, something's going to come for you. And I think about the other side of the street. Ron and I are sitting in our home studio right now, the Les Schwab Studios. The house that I'm pointing to right now, that gentleman right now uh, is fighting cancer. He's in his 70s. Uh, the friend that sold me this house, I can point to his house right now. He's fighting the same cancer. He's in his 60s. And then up the street on that side, I don't, so I don't know what it is about that side of the street. I don't even walk the dog on that side of the street anymore because I don't know what's going on. Three different people with cancer? Yeah. All three of them are dealing with cancer. The good news is they all caught it early enough. Two of them are cyber knifing. So you can, you probably know what that cancer is. And I think there's a path forward for them. Uh, and Ron, you and I have some friends as we've gotten older, uh, that are, that are facing some of those same things. I can remember when we were on Cairo, Rachel Bell going out and being interested and saying, Hey, 
there's breast cancer in my family, for instance. So I'm going to go out and take these tests and, and find out about those markers. And you can reach out to her. She did a great story on that if you want to find out more. What, what, what about you? Because my friend did say that some of his friends looked at him and said, are you crazy? Like, why would you want to know your real biological age? Or why would you want to know if you have that marker? Don't you just want to put your head in the sand and find out when you find out? I think it depends on your age and your outlook in life. So, for instance, um, if you're in your 80s and you're like, hey, we can give you a steroid, um, it's really bad to do long term. But you're like, I'm already in my 80s. Like, bring, <laughs> bring it on. If it makes no. me feel better, like, let's just do it. So you, you balance your quality of life with what you think the drug is going to do long term. So I think there are uh, balancing points with that. Um, if you have... I think it's different for something like your liver versus Alzheimer's. So let's say you have a Alzheimer's test and you're in your 40s. Um, I can see both sides of that where someone might go, I don't want to know yet because there's not a tremendous amount I can do about it right now. So maybe in 10 years, I'd want to know if it's something like your liver where you're like, hey, there's a test for your liver, and you can go, okay, if I have this marker, and it's like, I guess I should really watch my alcohol consumption because I have this thing with my liver versus a healthy liver. So I think it, it depends on the test, and I think it depends on your age and what your goal is. So if you're someone that wouldn't do anything with this information and it would just make you worry, then don't get the test. But if you're someone like you, for instance, let's say you, I think you're the type of person, if you got a test that said, Hey, Don, you need to eat, you know, uh, two cans of spinach every day. And it's going to do this. I think even though you wouldn't like it, you would go, okay, I guess I'm eating two cans of spinach. I'm eating three cans of spinach. But, so I think it depends on your personality. So if you're going to take that and do action items with it, then yeah, get the test. If it's just going to freak you out then you're not going to do anything, then don't take the test. I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think death should freak us out. It's part of the life cycle. I think it's very like your mom's in the medical community. So, so, uh, she's probably more comfortable talking about these things, but, but I know and looking at my family, cause think about it, the greatest generation, they came home, even if they had PTSD, no one talked about it. They went to work, they bootstrapped, they turned the factories that were building B-29 bombers and Sherman tanks back into factories again. Women and Rosie Rivet that went in that built our, our Navy, because during World War II, we had the smallest Navy. And then next thing you know, they built 114 ships and aircraft carriers. And it's amazing what this country did with half the, half the population. And certainly we didn't have the technology that we have today. But think about the greatest generation raises the silent generation, which are our parents. And I have to say sometimes our parents were never good talking about these things. My parents were very uncomfortable talking about sex. My parents were very uncomfortable talking about puberty. Uh, my grandfather talked about puberty with me, but certainly not my parents. And then when it, when it comes to death, dying, uh, thinking about the, it's just, there, there's a real uncomfortableness to it. And so I have seen in my family and an extended family some suffering that should have never happened because these conversations didn't happen. And I look at that now. And the best thing that I can do is find out as much as I can as an older parent. So my, my whole goal in this life is if I can just, and it's a prayer I pray every day, let me just give my son a, a good push into the world. Cause I know I'm not always going to be here as an older parent. That's all I ask for. And, and if there's some things that I can do now 
to so he doesn't suffer as my caregiver or some BS like that in the future. Uh, that's imp- that that's important. That's fair. I, and again, I think I, I'm tempted to go get some of these tests. I haven't done it yet, but I, I do get. Uh, tests from my doctor on a regular basis. And I like having that info uh, to track how you're doing and how you're feeling. Yeah, I have to say, and, and my friend told me this, he said, you know, a lot of times you go to the doctor, and we do it backwards. We go see the doctor, we get all these tests, and then they send you something out on your my chart, or you get a phone call if there's bad news, or you get an email saying, hey, your tests look like this. He said, go get all your tests done ahead of time. And then when the tests are in, then go have your annual exam. I never even thought of that. So it's a good idea. Yeah, more information is better, I think. Yeah. All right, uh, Amazon. Uh, they have decided you're fired on the other side of this. Don here with Mitch Weeks. You know him as Mitch.loans. Mitch, let's be honest, interest rates have been higher than they have been for the past couple of years, but we're still seeing inventory. We're still seeing sales. What is happening right now if I just want to be a standard every day? I want to buy a house. Maybe it's my first house. Well, if it's your first house, there's still a lot of great products for first-time home buyers. You can put as little as 3% down. Often, with a little more negotiating now, you can also get a seller to buy down some of those costs that have come with being a first-time home buyer. And it's a great time to buy. Honestly, rent is 100%, as we've talked about. You're giving all your money to the landlord. Even if you're paying 8%, that is 92% better than what you're paying <laughs> with rent. It is. So, uh, Mitch can help you out if you're a first-time buyer. Uh, you can go ahead and just go to Mitch.loans, talk to him, figure out if you qualify for one of these programs, and then start your real estate journey. You're not going to regret looking back in five or 10 years and going, wow, I could have bought in 2023. Why didn't I do that? So stop waiting, get in the game, go to Mitch.loans. All right, you guys, welcome back uh, to the Ron and Don Show. Again, if you need us, ronanddonsitdown.com. And don't forget, we sell the sound, and we have sold great homes in Port Orchard and Tacoma and Everett and Magnolia and Queen Anne, Newcastle, Granite Falls, everywhere. And the bottom line is this. We probably can bring more buyers to the table than most uh, because of our social media following and the fact that millions have clicked on this podcast just like you have today. So thanks for listening. Thanks to our sponsors, Les Schwab, our title sponsor, our good friend Mitch at Mitch.loans, and of course, Ron and Don Real Estate. When you need us, just reach out, ronanddonsitdown.com, and we can virtually sit down and have a cup of coffee or a cup of tea today. And then we'll send you a cup that says, I sat down uh, with Ron and Don. Yeah. Uh, Interesting. Before we get out of here, I am surrounded uh, by tech workers. A lot of those tech workers, in fact, both my next door neighbors work for Amazon. And one of the things they loved about working for Amazon is they've been able to sit at home and then when they get tired of their kids, then they go to work. (laughs) They kind of go to work when they want to. Uh, now I have noticed them getting in their cars most days and heading to Amazon. Uh, some of them get on their bikes cause I'm very close. I think I'm 2.8 miles to Amazon. Ron, what happened here? Because we read a story today that Amazon was suggesting that people came back to work and now they're telling supervisors if people do not, if workers don't come in three days a week, fire them. Yeah, this is a big development. And, and I, 
It's interesting because when COVID happened, it was one of the biggest social experiments we've ever had in our lifetime. And so we had the technology for big companies to go, let's try this. And so they made some pronouncements uh, about remote working and people took the company at their word. And a lot of people moved or uh, relocated or were working from places that were not within driving distance of Amazon. And so then, and I think this comes down to what you believe uh, should be allowed by a company. Then these companies, for whatever reason, said, we're going to change our mind. On second thought, we want to roll this policy back. And there was mutiny uh, among people. And so, and I think that's fair. If you were told, uh, there's the big story in the Seattle Times, you were told you could work remotely. There's a, a, a gentleman that then went to Madison, Wisconsin, I think for cost of living. And I don't remember if his parents lived there or whatever, but like took him at their word and he moved. The median price of a home in Madison, Wisconsin is $144,000. Yeah, so now (laughs) Amazon is calling him back to work, and he's like, dude, I moved to Madison. Right. So that's a specific case, and and I think that Amazon has the right to say, hey, we changed our mind, and and we don't care. So uh, we'll give you a severance package or whatever, and if you don't want to move back, then best of luck to whatever your new thing's going to be. I think that that's the way that life is structured, that people, I like it when people change their minds. You're not always on the right side of that. And so Amazon, I think, deserves the right to say, uh, we changed our mind. It also, for full disclosure, it benefits me because I live close to Amazon. I like it when they're there. I like being able to go down. Like I, I just walked by, you know, Tom Douglas's old restaurant group the other day and it's still boarded up. Mm. I like it better when, than when those restaurants are open. I like the variety of having that. I like it when there's more coffee shops and when uh, brave horse tavern was there and Cuoco was there and and there was all those restaurants down there. I, I like it when there's happy hours I can go to. I like seeing the people go up to the banana stand. And so, it makes a more vibrant community because then when that happens, the guy across the street made a sneaker boutique. Like I don't shop there, but I think it's cool to have, yep. but I like, you know, seeing glassy baby store down there and sub pop having a store and R- Rachel's ginger beer having a store. And so having the people get out of their house, I'm a fan of. And, and so I, I get it. Um, if you're a software guy and you always want to work at home, I get it. But I think Amazon, they have nice buildings. They have good facilities. Like, go back to work. Yeah. Hey, you guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Ron and Don Show. Don't forget tomorrow on Friday, it's real estate only, episode 645. This is a must listen, a must listen episode because, Ron, just really a groundbreaking lawsuit. Uh, well, it was settled in a court of law this week, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, $1.8 billion verdict against the National Association of Realtors, Keller Williams of Missouri, and some other companies. Yeah. So we have a lot to say about that and commissions and how to negotiate those. Whether you're negotiating with us or somebody else, uh, you got to listen to episode 645, and um, it's going to drop on Friday. 645 episodes. 
That's crazy. People want to get in touch with us, buy our playbooks, sell our playbooks, signed up for the newsletter, follow us around on socials, or learn more about Ron and Don TV that's coming in January of 2024. What should they do? Yeah, go to ronanddonsitdown.com, or if you're old school and you just want to email me, you can email me directly, ron at ronanddon.com. Yeah, and don't forget, we're not your neighborhood realtors. We sell the sound. The reason we do that is because our listeners that use us are everywhere. And the cool thing is, in almost every transaction, we can bring someone to the table that's not only in the MLS, but outside the MLS, even big brokerage houses can't do that because they don't have the social reach that we have. So remember, when you're selecting a realtor, say, yeah, what outside the MLS can you bring to the table in order to sell my property? More at ronanddonsitdown.com as we sell the sound. Here comes my son to close it out. Real quick, though, our thanks to Paul for being in Ireland, helping uh, put together this show. I want to thank myself for writing the show. I want to thank Ron for being the star of the show. And I want to thank Charlie for being here, licking his hat as we're doing <laughs> the show. Yeah. Also, thanks to Alex on our social media threads, uh, sending out that newsletter every week in our house of the week at Ron and Don Real Estate. And I want to thank John Baker, who's now aboard. And uh, uh, Mara and Lily, Ron and Don team members. There you go. Yeah. Thanks to Mitch and Mitch.loans for sponsoring today's show, Ron and Don Real Estate, and our good friends at Les Schwab. Ron, real quick at Les Schwab, if you're listening to this, we have until November 11th to do what? Uh, to get all your uh, non-perishable food items in uh, to your local store. I just did it the other day. Super easy. I, I bought an extra a bag full of groceries at Trader Joe's, put it in a box, went over to Ballard, and dropped it off in the uh, Les Schwab. Don't Could forget, not be easy. Don't forget, you guys, the need this year is massive. Les Schwab is working with our good friends at Food Lifeline. If you do one thing this year that's going to make you feel good, grab your kiddo or grab your family member, someone from work, go buy a store, buy some non-perishable stuff on the way home. There's 84 Les Schwab locations to serve you. Pull in. They'll take your stuff. They'll put it in a box. They'll get it to Food Lifeline. You can also drop off a check or cash. It will mean a lot. And you know and I know food is so expensive right now. So please be a part of something bigger than yourself as you always have. And thanks from Ron and myself for doing that and always being a part of it, especially for the last 15 years, right? Let's show up doing the right thing since 1952. Head up, shoulders back. We'll see you next time. Here comes my boy. You've been listening to the Ron and Don Show only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. That one woke you up. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back and keep blowing that trumpet and we'll see you next time. Only. 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 Only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. (laughs) 